0: Welcome to the next podcast from Millinery Info. This episode is with Marianne Jonken, a world renowned Dutch milliner and author of the book Hat Couture, which was published by Hat Mags. In this episode, we hear about her career and the process for creating this beautiful book. This episode was possible thank you to our podcast sponsors Hatter's Millinery Supplies, the Millinery Association of Australia, Catherine Cherry Millinery, Hat Academy. The Essential Hat, Hat Atelier, Louise McDonald Milliner, and we would like to welcome That Millinery as a new sponsor. You can find the link to each of their businesses in our show notes, either in your podcast app or through our website. We would love to welcome you to become a sponsor of this podcast series. It's one of the best ways you can show your support for this podcast. It's as easy as visiting www.patreon.com forward slash millinery info, or register on the link on our website. If you have any questions about being a sponsor, please send us through a message. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much, Marianne, for joining us today. We're here to chat about your beautiful book that you put together called Hack Couture. And you did this, you put together the techniques and worked with Ellie's Demedink to produce the book. Um, it would be fantastic to hear about how did the idea for the book first come about?
1: The idea, um, I, I make so uh, long time heads and, um I give also lessons all 35 years. And um, I wrote always um, the, instructions. The, the instructions. And then my um, students asked me, oh, um, can you make a book? And mm-hmm. now, yeah, in, in, in the beginning, I I did not uh, thought about it. But then 20 years ago, I thought, yeah, because perhaps it is now now, uh, time to to make a book. And I started with it, but always busy, busy, and and no time for it, and always talking about it. And students were also asking me. And a few years ago, um, Ellie, said to me, um, if you like to make a book, I'd like to help you. And then I said, yes, uh, what, who can I have better t- to do it together? And then I said, yes, I'd like to do it. And we started um, uh, last year, January, and uh, until now with this research.
0: Wonderful. And it's such a beautiful book. How did you decide what techniques you were going to include in the book?
1: With the, When I was thinking about um, two years ago uh, how to uh, make the book and what kind of book I uh, l- uh, should love to make, um, I looked at what, uh, the books I have and um and and there was one book uh, I liked because of the size and the and the full color and everything. And then I said to Ellie with our first appointment, "I like to make a book like this." And I had a list with a lot of techniques, uh, 40, fifty techniques. And then we uh, discussed uh, about how many pages one technique. Now I believe that were eight pages the technique. So a standard um, um, format of the book, standard size was then two hundred and eight. So now yeah, and so um, you 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 will come to a an decision, and you have to uh, to. Um, uh, look for the techniques uh, uh, who are most important, uh, but uh, if I have more techniques than what was possible in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I remember Ellie perhaps saying... For <laughs> the second, perhaps for the second... Uh... <laughs> oh, so that's for
0: the, the other techniques that didn't fit in this one will go in book two? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll all look forward to that. An hour. <laughs> so, what was the process? So you you made your list of techniques you wanted to include, and then put the extra ones aside for book two. Um, what was the process for uh, um, forming the pages? How did you go about collecting the images and writing the instructions down?
1: The the idea was a little bit like the um, uh, head magazine the, with the pictures and that is very clear. And when I started uh, with my book 20 years ago, I wrote a lot. I have maps full of, but it is better to, to see it, to, to see the pictures. That is uh, also easier and also uh, yeah more beautiful to see. So together with Ellie, um, we spoke about how to do it and also uh, how big the the photos and uh, how much and and that kind of things you have to decide uh, at our first um, uh, meeting. We have this. We had the same idea how to make the book, and the idea was also with pictures of heads I made in in all the years, and with anecdotes. The idea was also a little bit uh, uh, of my life, a little bit. Uh, the the book is uh, yeah how I'm how I feel about hats, and. Uh, now, yeah, and I hope and I believe that that came true. After the first meeting with Ellie, um, we had uh, many meetings, uh, 25 uh, meetings, uh, a whole day. And the first meetings was only talking uh, about the uh, the index, uh, how to do the, the techniques, how to do it. And after that... Um, I started with making heads with making different heads, and Ellie was coming uh, sometimes once a week, sometimes once a month, depending on her uh, other um, <laughs> yeah she has a lot of work to do with the with the and head, the headlines of course and um uh and Ellie was then um, the whole day uh, uh, making uh pictures of me working and i have uh, was working on different heads at the same time of course um, because it was not possible to do one head in one day and to fin to to finish that you have to do it in i had to do it in um in different sessions and then um, after a meeting uh, I made the Uh, heads ready for the following meeting. And then so was going on and on uh, during uh, more than a year. And and then I was writing and I was writing by hand. I like that uh, and I'm not so, not so uh, good on the computer. And then I made a picture with my iPhone and sent it to Ellie and Ellie was um, working it out. All the text I did by hand and all the text Ellie was doing on the computer.
0: (laughs) Amazing. So do you, so you have a written, uh, a handwritten version of all that text? Not any
1: mere, I throw it away. (laughs) (laughs) um, when ellie when ellie sent me the text she made and it was for me okay uh then i throw the text away (laughs) i believe that yeah i I would have had to have kept it
0: (laughs) so you mentioned you had images of like the original hat that you made how is a, a technique laid out
1: I have a lot of maps with um, pictures. Uh, uh, I document everything I do all since uh, 61. So I have, uh, uh, you can't see them, but I have there uh, a lot of. (laughs) I I have documented all my hats I made since uh, 61. and um, we choose first for the techniques. Uh, we choose for 22 techniques. Now, we started with 25, but 22. Uh, uh, and then I, I looked for the hats I like to um, uh, to make, uh, every technique a hat. And uh, then I made a replica. I made it again, of course. I made hats also. Uh, i made for designers this i had to ask for permission
0: mm-hmm. to make
1: them a yes and to put that in in my book so it was not only the that kind of work but all all uh, I, I had to organize also permission and and, and that kind of things also, permission to for for the pictures
0: in the in the book. It includes the original picture of the hat as well. Is that right? Yes,
1: yes, yes. yes. I used only um, techniques. I used only hats for a uh, remake uh, where I um, had a, a picture of. And how? Now, I'm um, not twenty two, but I, I think most of the. Um, most of the chapters um, I started with a picture of the hat
0: that's amazing
1: how old is the oldest hat that you you chose to work from that is uh, what I the hat I uh, made for Frank Govers, that is a Dutch designer of his was he he died so long ago in 19... uh, two. 92. 1992 and is that your your own wedding your wedding
0: hat features in the book as well yes together with my husband
1: <laughs> and did you did you make your wedding hat <laughs> yes of course i started with hat making when i was eight or something like that Um now yeah hat making I made my clothes. My ma- my mother uh, was always making clothes, and there was a sewing machine in 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 the room, like here. Everything is uh, hats. So for for uh, me, it was very easy to start with with making clothes and to make and also hats. It's uh, in that time uh, uh, most of the people were we- were uh, wearing hats. So when i went for my marriage, of course I made my own head then <laughs> i was twenty three so <laughs> and my i started with head making when i was sixteen and I started my own business when i was twenty one so. so when
0: you started at um, making hats at 16, was that something you did through school or did you go to
1: trade school to learn how to do that? When did you, how did you in, learn? In, in Holland, we don't have schools for that. In, in, in that time, certainly not. Uh, the, the the way to learn that, uh, the technique of hat making was to work in, in, uh, in a studio by they so I started uh, to work in, an, uh, in a studio where they make uh, hats. And so as a young girl, um, you learn, uh, you learn uh, how to make hats. And uh, I, I had to do a, a lot of simple things and I want to learn more. So I went to, an, in that time, a famous um, hats designer. Uh, for lessons and for the few lessons it was very expensive uh, I had uh, and um, the the uh, head designer uh, organized um, uh, head shows for her students and I took part of it of course and then there were a lot after that uh, there were a lot of um, uh, Good reviews in the newspapers, and so I started a little bit with um, w- uh, working for shops, working for a designer, working for um, uh, for fur shops in that time, and so I started a little bit, and and then I took the decision to to uh, start my own uh, studio because. I like to be free no, to do what I want. So and until now, nothing's changed. <laughs> it's amazing. And I started at home in my sleeping room. Uh, uh, the, my, my mother was helping me always. And, and after I was married, um, my husband came in, in a studio to live and still we do. Our house is the studio, and um, our um, dining room. And the <laughs> dining table is also the table where we made the heads, where we made the book, where um, we we eat with friends. Uh, everything is here a little bit mixed.
0: mixed. So <laughs> I... that
1: is also a way to survive. Yes. Because if you work from home, it, it, uh, uh, if you have a studio outside, it costs you a lot of money, and head making is still hard working, and try to to survive, <laughs> and so, um, and and to and also you have to work sometimes day and night. And then it's easy to do it at home. Um, so you started that, that at twenty one.
0: That that's a very um. Did you have you you described it as you um wanted the freedom to make your own pieces. So did you have a strong idea of what your design aesthetic was and the types of pieces you wanted to
1: make? It, uh, it, when I um, uh, started my own business. Um, I had a possibility because uh, in that time um, there were a lot of, um, I became a lot of customers uh, from um, uh, fur shops in that time. That was um, a very good uh, business. And and from I started with one shop. And after that, uh, I became more and more customers. And then I decided to uh, to start my own business. When I I started with head making, I had a, a, spe- a style, and that was always a little bit the same. I have now the the sculptural, the um, uh, the, the simple uh, shapes. But um, that is um, I made heads for exhibition and for uh, shows. But um, in in the time in that time when I made started with that kind of hats, uh, I had also um, customers asking for, for fur hats. And that was and that gave me the possibility to start my own business because that was an, a certainly uh, income Yes. Then I could work um, uh, from home, and I did, I have always make uh, made hats um, the, with the special style I have. Yes. Right for the start. Uh, I, until now, you 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 can recognize my style, but I made also always other hats. In, in different peri- periods of my life the the in, 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 when I started my own business that were fur hats in the sixty uh, years the, the the time the time changed uh, and I have to look for other things and i went, i um, uh, designers asked me to make uh, hats for the shows the uh, until now, I do that also, but I have also mere commercial hats. But you recognize the the style uh, because uh, a special shape in it. Uh, I like architecture. I like angles. I like um, spiral. that kind of things.
0: When you were putting together the book, um... Time has passed since you made those initial pieces. Had
1: the materials changed since you first used them? Yes. Um, when I started with head making, the, uh, it was uh, um, there were not so many materials. The techniques were also a little bit standard. Always the same. We did not use so many blocks. It was more a round crown and, and, and by hand, the, the, the felt, uh, uh, blocking the felt, we used a uh, seesaw and, um, and spartree, of course. But later on, uh, the, the, the hats in, 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 in that time were more um, common style. And in the 80s, that changed a little bit. The, there was, uh, again, interest in, in uh, from young students in, in heads. And also, in. I uh, started with teaching. And what also changed in, in the 80s was the um, use of other materials, not only the, the common uh, materials, um, New material was cinema, eh? of course. Yes. When I bought it for the first time in Paris, it was uh, called tissu uh, de Cicel. That is, uh, and, and um, uh, very uh, soon it an, um an, an f- a common material, also for uh, heads making in a factory. More new materials, but also the use of uh, materials the not, not uh, special for heads are. To 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 use plastic, to use metal, paper. Um, and uh, since the eighties, I start not only with uh, exper- uh, experimental materials, but also with experimental shapes. <laughs> And when I start to to, uh, work for the designers, that that is what they liked uh, liked also in in my work. And what they also liked uh, was I started in um, uh, 1990, making straw hats on a straw stitching machine. I learned that in Switzerland. And I showed that to my uh, customers and they liked that very much. Uh, because that gave m- much more possibilities. You could make um, uh, heads so big and so extravagant, also without blocks. Yeah. And that was not possible with the normal sizes of capellines and cloches. But with the straw you have m- much more possibilities and that became also a, a, a special scene uh, for me. <laughs> Wonderful.
0: I, and how... You see how, it in the book.
1: <laughs> it's in the
0: book. <laughs>
1: yeah. And now also in the Headnecker Oh,
0: yes, it's in the latest issue. The latest the issue. Workroom Technique. Is so we've worked with a lot of designers over your career. How did that first
1: start? Uh, it started with um, uh, one designer, Frank Hovers. In that time, he was the most famous in in uh, Holland, and um, uh, he asked me to make um, hats for his uh, show. And uh, now he has an appointment, and it started with a few hats, and uh, it it ended for the show with fifty. Uh, hats. So he was very enthusiastic. And um, I, twice a year I made an, um, made the hats for the show. Uh, a year later another designer asked me also if, uh, if I like to make uh, hats. And I made a lot of hats for the shows for um, uh, different, many different uh, Dutch designers. And and from from the one to the other, and and two died, and the new one. And uh, yeah, it goes um, after uh, after each other. When one stopped or died, uh, there was something, another designer. And they asked me because of um, they know what I did. They know also that I. Can, um, can translate their ideas also in the heads that um, this it was a combination um, uh, of how I work and also how I feel what, what they uh, wanted, what kind of um, heads, what kind of shape, what kind of uh, feeling to translate their ideas in the heads. That's what I still uh doing only now it is not possible the the show in in paris uh, um, is cancelled and um, so uh, this is the first uh, year it is for the first time i did not have that kind of uh head since a long time since years and years yes. and i worked for um uh, dutch designer ronald van de camp And he is um, now a famous designer, not only in Holland, but also international. And he showed in Paris and he has a lot of international um, uh, clients, um, Celine Dion and Kate Perry and that kind of names. And uh, and he um, used um, sustainable uh, materials for his uh, clothes. And now, yeah, I I try to do it also with the hats, but that is not always possible.
0: (laughs) So when you're producing, when you're making the hats for his show, um, does he bring you, um, how does that process work? Do you get a sketch of the hat? Do you get to provide some ideas, what they might look like? Or is he quite specific on what he might like the hat to look like?
1: It is always different, Um, uh, how to work with the designers. When I started with Frank Hofer, he made uh, beautiful um, yes. uh, sketches, but, but, but very simple from line. Uh, so two, three lines, and I had to understand what he means, but he showed also the, the collection where he was busy with and, and the i d uh, After him and other designer, um, asked me, um, do you have, um, um, do you have hats to show me, um, a little bit extravagant hat? and I took hats with me, and then he said, oh, 10 from D in that colors, 5 from D in that colors, and uh, very big hats, and then I made um, my own um, design, and um, for, for Ronald van der Kemp, he, um, he may, uh, makes beautiful sketches and, um, and uh, it gives an idea. It is n- not in the details, but it gives an idea and I translate it in, in, in the heads and uh, he's always sat- satisfied that um, I uh, understand what he means. And I, I make first the, the heads uh I make first a sample uh, for from cinema from cheap materials only to show the 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 style and and the design. And after that, then I make it um, from the the real material. So for those samples, what do you,
0: so uh, do you keep those or do you turn them into other shapes or what do you do
1: once? They've served their purpose as a sample. Do you keep them all? <laughs> oh, yes, I yes, that, that depends. Of uh, some, uh, some the prototypes are not so special. I um, I keep them because of if they asked uh, later on to make that again, then I have the shape. This I I have them in in boxes, a lot of boxes, with a paper on it uh, for what it is. Okay. What interesting is is what I did uh, uh, a lot uh, the um, uh, the blocks I made from spatri yes, and and harden it. That are beautiful shapes. But what I made from uh, cinema and plastic okay
0: you had a beautiful exhibition at was it the portugal hat museum recently yeah
1: yes and and and, uh, it opened um, it was closed during the uh, COVID-19 and it uh, reopened this week yeah and it is a beautiful uh, exhibition it is also a beautiful museum and what pieces do you have on display there? Uh, there are um, from the sixties until now, um, fifty hats, fifty-five hats, and um, uh, hats I made for the designers. Hats I made for for exhibitions or for for shows or for special commercials. I made. Uh, it is a good um, uh, mixed from what I did. Did
0: you still have all those hats or did you borrow them back or remake them? How
1: did you get no, 55? I, I have a lot of hats. Uh, the hats I made for exhibition and that kind of hats. And I have to lend hats. But I made also remakes. Um, five years ago I uh, had a a big uh, exhibition in a museum uh, in uh, the Netherlands and uh, then I made um, a lot of remakes and it is also that the designers I worked for when they stopped or when they died, sometimes I I became doses full of uh, heads back uh, broken and, and, and one box uh, for one head but now with 10 heads and that kind of things Just, uh, I restored also a lot of heads uh, out of that boxes that uh, from Frank Govers I'm now a little bit cleaning up uh, here because I have time for it and um, I have a lot of uh, from Frank Govers all Dutch designers who died and where I became a lot of uh, back but also um, when i made hats for the designers a year later i used again the hats and i, I make other hats from it i i, I did a lot in um, uh, remaking also of of changing the heads of cutting the heads or use a brim or use a crown that i did also a lot for the designers
0: The hats you make for the designers, they're worn on the the catwalk, but do they go on to sell the hats for you or is it just a partnership of showcase and
1: the customers come to you directly for the hats? How does that work? No, no. What I do for the designers, they buy the hats, of course, (laughs) otherwise I cannot do that for years. And um, they have the customers. And they have also customers, and um, they like an, uh, special uh, hats in another color. So that is also what I do. I became also uh, later um, for special occasions, uh, I make hats for the designer.
0: And do you have customers that come directly to you as well?
1: Yes, but not much. Uh, I don't like it so much. I don't know why. Uh, at home, I, uh, I have to, to prepare, and I, it costs a lot of time. And uh, I like it more that they go to, my, uh, to the head shop where my hats are, and to the designers. I like to make them. And I like to give lessons at home but to have customers i like to have i don't have also a studio where i can uh, make a collection with with hats so the customers i have are for very special uh things then they come at home <laughs> but that i uh, most of all hats i don't have then we have to talk about it, and then I make the hat. It, it is not so that you can come here, uh, phone, and uh, I like to buy a hat. Oh no, here I have black here. No, no that is not possible. I have to see the dress. I have to uh, see the, mm-hmm. the 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 color, and then we come to to a hat together.
0: And with the book with the. With the techniques that you have in the book, do you have a particular favorite, or is it like asking you which of your favorite, which is your favorite child? Yes,
1: <laughs> it's all my favorites. <laughs> I I have not a special favorite. I made so many hats that I have favorites, but not one. I have 20 favourites, 22. <laughs> <laughs> and head um, has a special story and a spe- is, is, is a, is a favourite in a special way.
0: And for someone who's picking up your book either in Dutch or in English, um, do you have any suggestions for them about where to start or any particular little tips that might
1: help them along their way? First, go first to the whole book. And uh, I hope that gives so much inspiration. And you can start with every uh, technique in the book, I think. Yeah. If for a professional, of course, it's that different than for a starter. If you are a starter and you don't have so many blocks, it is um, perhaps uh, good to, to start with, with an, a Bukram um, pillbox. That is very standard, but you don't need a block. And you can uh, make it your own by the, the, the fabric you use of everything. I think that that is a good start.
0: And where can someone
1: find a copy, find their own copy of your book? My website, I have a link. And the link is to the website where you can order the book. That is um, uh, www.hetmax.com. But you can see it on my website. And there you can... uh, order your book very easily and you have to pay and then they send it to you. And it is also possible, of course, in Australia to buy uh, Turbant and Reiner and uh, Hatter's millinery supplies. But you also ship across the world as well, is that right? Uh, now the book is uh, um, sold in 23 countries. all around the world, Japan and United States and Norway, Spain, uh, yeah, everywhere. Uh, There are a few countries that is not so easy to send. But also in in Africa, we have um, a few countries. That's amazing. Yes, it is certainly amazing. We we started... uh, Six weeks ago, I believe. And in so many uh, countries, that's, uh, yeah, that is echt.
0: You've been planning for two years and um, around the time of the release, there was also the COVID pandemic
1: happened.
0: Yeah. Has that, how has that affected the launch of the book?
1: Yeah, the, the launch of the book should be in uh, April in uh, London, during Hol- London Head Week. And uh, of course, that is... Uh, London Head Week now better you can't have to promote your book and uh, yes that was uh, a pity that uh, that event uh, uh, is uh, uh, postponed and also the the Dutch uh, copy should be uh, next week uh, during a head day in Holland and it is also postponed and um, now yeah the the book was ready. So we decided to launch it at uh, the social media. We we started with uh, Instagram uh, every day, um, uh, um, a chapter of the book, uh, 22 days long. And and then the launch with a a picture of uh, Ellie and me with the book. And uh, then we said you can start it from April 10, uh, I believe. The whole day, Ellie is and Pete are doing that. And the whole day, orders, orders, orders. And after one, after two days now, it was unbelievable, eh? how many uh, orders there were. And still now every day is going on. So we are very satisfied set- about it. And now we have, we hope to do a lounge, not a lounge, but more uh, a, a, a senior session in uh, in London in uh, October and in November in uh, Holland for the Dutch uh, copy. Well, it's so lovely
0: you've still been able to launch it, though, and people we um, have seen lots of lovely posts on social media. They've shared that they've received their coffee. So that's, it's wonderful you could still share
1: it despite those changes. yes. And, and and what also uh, nice is from um, Instagram is the reviews and that they caught the book. Uh, um, and every day I have um, reactions, people caught the book, made a picture uh, and posted on Instagram. And and that is also nice that you, you have the reviews. And um, what also um, uh, important was for selling the book was we have in Holland, the Dutch uh, head association and they uh, have a newsletter. So they put a newsletter uh, for all the members and there were also a lot of reactions. But I have also an, an email uh, an address list f- for students and that are also many, many, many um, people. And we had a head day last year, they could sign for the book. And, and of course the publications in the head magazine, the publication in the headlines, that works also all together works very good. So
0: wonderful. Well congratulations. <laughs> so it's been so lovely to speak with you about the book and congratulations to both you and elliot it's such a beautiful publication and we'll put a, a link in our on our website to where they can purchase the book as well so thank yeah. you so much
1: yeah and it was a pleasure for me to do it and i hope that um, i'm clear enough <laughs> to explain what i Wanted to say. <laughs> I think he did a lovely job.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Millinery Info with Marianne. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We'd like to thank our Patreon podcast supporters, Hatter's Millinery Supplies, The Millinery Association of Australia, Catherine Cherry Millinery, Hat Academy, The Essential Hat, Hat Hat Atelier, Louise MacDonald Milliner, and that Millinery. You can find a link to each of their businesses in our show notes through your podcast app or on our website. Would you like to become a sponsor of this podcast series? We would love to welcome you into our support team. Podcast sponsorship is from $15 per month and is run through a platform called Patreon. As part of the sponsorship, you receive a thank you in our monthly podcast just like this. A link to your business on our website and in the newsletter. We have a wonderful collection of previous podcast episodes that you can find on our website or in your favourite podcast app. If you're listening through an app, remember to subscribe so you can find out when the latest episode is released. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you enjoyed this episode with Marianne. We look forward to bringing you another episode soon.